Music Podcasts. Hi guys, welcome to Land Kenyan Law with Wanjiko. I'm your host, Wanjiko Mwangi. And um, for today's episode, I'm really targeting the law students, anyone who's, who's interested in becoming a lawyer, studying the law degree, um, because I've invited someone who's going to give us a few tips on how um, you're going to make your law studying journey a little bit easier. So Karibu Sana, please introduce yourself. Okay, so I'm Nelly Kirago, so an advocate of the High Court of Kenya. So basically I was admitted in 2014. Mm-hmm. So I've done in-house practice, I've worked in law firms before, I've also lectured before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, thank you so much for coming here, Nelly. Yeah. And um, my first question would, would be, would you encourage people to actually study law? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would, actually. Um, I loved studying law, and mm-hmm. I still love practicing it. Mm-hmm. I would definitely encourage more people to yeah, study law. And um, for that, how is there a specific way you can ask yourself whether you're suited to study law, or is it just from passion you can just do it? Do you have to actually feel like you have some specific skills, or can you come when you're green and then you can know some things as you go on? I think uh, definitely if you have a passion for it, because mm-hmm. uh, I remember like growing up, I used to love things like advocating, like pretty much even uh, for people, and even in high school, I was in law club. So the people who have that passion mm-hmm. and the people who, like, you're young or even old and you've really not figured it out, mm-hmm. so you can just decide to, like, let me try going to law school and see if this is my thing. Because also the people who are older, who maybe they started their career off in something else, yeah. then now later on they've decided to go into law. So I feel like sometimes it's a calling, mm-hmm. but sometimes, yeah, you try it out and you see if it suits you. And so this drives me to our next point of conversation. Mm -hmm. Which kind of specific skills would you feel like a law student would focus on, be it hard skills or soft skills? Uh, I think, like, it's important, like, uh, you enjoy reading. Because, like, law requires a lot of reading. Uh, I I think public speaking is really important. Because even if you don't go into practice, obviously, like, litigation... At one point or another, you will need to address people or even just address clients or even be in a board meeting. So, yeah, public speaking is a really good, like, a skill to have. Or uh, drafting, mm-hmm. obviously, like, being able to kind of uh, actualize your thoughts into, you know, coherent arguments and obviously critical thinking, you know, being able yeah. to synthesize, like, your thoughts into arguments which make sense. Yeah. So we've said critical thinking, public speaking, yeah. and reading. Um, yeah, and reading. Yeah, but I feel like um, among among those skills that you've mentioned, that is still something that we can learn as we. Yeah, you can actually. There are people who are natural at these things, mm-hmm. uh, like even public speaking. Like for me, public speaking, like I used to dread public speaking. Yeah. Then later on, I've learned how to be able to do public speaking and not be so shy. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of personal attributes, are there like specific things that you would feel like one would work on in terms of their character? Like soft skills, definitely, I think, gift of the gab. Like just being able to convince people. Because, mm-hmm. again, like sometimes uh, you could be a person who gets really good grades 
and stuff but like in terms of convincing people even in interviews mm-hmm. or even networking because networking like a lot of jobs or clients you get these days it's not just based on you just having good grades mm-hmm. is that gift of the gap being able to talk your way into a job being able to network yeah. and convince people like uh you know what like take me on as your lawyer yeah so definitely those interpersonal skills and yeah. knowing how to network that is crucial by the in this this days yeah so i've heard you talk about networking yeah and um of course networking is always important in whichever career or rather in whichever field that you are in yeah. as a law student which are the platforms that you think one would involve themselves into to make their networking journey a little bit easier so it really depends on what stage in your life you're in. Mm-hmm. So obviously if you've just graduated you don't really have such a good network. Mm-hmm. So your network could be your parents. So the people your parents know yeah. who hook you up with a job. Yeah. So definitely if you come from a well-off background obviously that privilege usually even helps. Yeah. Even in terms of pupilage. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to get a good law firm because your dad was in high school or knows this guy, you know. Yeah. That definitely helps. You know your parents, your family members. But also um, your classmates, mm-hmm. like uh, this WhatsApp groups, your age jobs. Mm. You'll find like um, like a lot of even the people I was in Kessel with or university with, like those are the people who refer clients or tell you about a job and whatnot. So it's the basically also your classmates, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then obviously things like even LinkedIn and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what a lot of people even do is like if you like want to practice in a certain area start following people on LinkedIn who are in that area so like even you can you'll be able to inbox them or get to know them also looking for a mentor is very important like someone who's been in that field because yeah. now i always find that so important because it helps you to work smart and not hard because mm-hmm. sometimes you're doing something and it doesn't make sense but someone who's been there before will tell you this is a shortcut to how you should do this thing then um I actually yeah. really love the fact that you've mentioned getting a mentor. Yeah. But um, if you, you've mentioned if you're coming from a privileged family, use your parents. But sometimes most of us, yeah. our parents don't, don't even ha- no, know any no, lawyer. Yeah. There's no lawyer in yeah. your family. And sometimes, of course, the kind of friendships that you have, even yeah. as your parents, they don't have specific people in that line of industry. Yeah. So I'm wondering how would you, what would be some of the first steps in terms of you've identified this person, you're like, I, I think they'd be my mentor. Yeah. What's what's like the first step in the process that you would probably go through to just get a mentor? Okay. And do you even feel like lawyers in Kenya are ready to mentor students or are they too busy with other things? The economy is so hard, you're <laughs> I think uh, some of your mentors can be your lecturers, obviously, because mm-hmm. these are the people you initially encounter. Yeah. Um, then there are obviously some, usually some programs actually, uh, I can't remember. There's one my friend actually joined. She's not a lawyer, mm-hmm. but it's basically they focus on women mentoring other women. Mm-hmm. Um, but women from different even countries uh, and okay. industries okay. and whatnot. Yeah. Then uh, there's I've said lecturers, even like uh, in law firms, mm-hmm. your boss can be your mentor. And even um, I've seen people even from social media, because also social media is a good way to network. Mm-hmm. In terms, you've seen even that uh, hashtag, uh, Ikokazi. Mm. Like you can find a job opportunity there yeah. or market yourself through there. Yeah. You know, I'm a young lawyer looking for a law firm. So 
like basically you have to be open to not just using the conventional means mm. like try even following the people you admire on mm. social media and inbox them and be like I'm a young lawyer who wants to enter this area do you mind mentoring me yeah and hopefully you meet someone who's ready to give back yeah okay great so I'm um, still on the same line do you feel like there's a future in terms of law here in Kenya is there a future in the legal industry here okay. in Kenya, or is it too saturated that you'd be like, eh, don't even do law. Just if you're doing law, unless you're doing it for your personal reasons, yeah. don't do it. But rather, what's your take? Obviously, I won't lie, there are a lot of lawyers, mm-hmm. and it's now become such a competitive field. Yeah. But I think you definitely need to look outside the box. Like, don't just focus on, I want to la- work in a law firm or in-house. So, what I keep on saying is law is such a versatile degree. Because mm-hmm. I've seen people who've gone into journalism after having a law degree. Yeah. Like, uh, I've seen people go into the entertainment industry still, even doing a podcast. So don't just look at it that I have to work in a law firm mm-hmm. or I have to, you know, be an in-house lawyer. Just try to find a niche which is insaturated. I've seen even people now, entertainment law and sports law mm, is yeah. something which is really coming up. I think sports law, I've seen like maybe just two law firms doing sports law. Yeah, You can try to engage in that area because you can have even an in- interest. You can be like, I'm an artist, so I want to go into entertainment law, and I have this background in law. So yeah. I think just you definitely have to look at non-conventional means. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just fixate on just like um, working in a law firm and being in-house. You know, I like the fact that you've said that um, it's a versatile thing and my mind has just gone to tech. Yeah. Like lawyers in tech. Exactly. How is that field as of now? What do you think about it? I've seen, um, there's this, I'm trying to remember the name, I think Law Hub. Mm -hmm. So for them, um, They've started like uh, it's law, but they're really focusing on the tech industry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can try. That's a yeah, that's a really good area because that's where we're going in the future. You know, yeah, tech is a really really big thing now. Yeah, it's a ripe area. Yeah. So um, in terms of your career planning, if I'm mm-hmm. a law student, if I'm mm-hmm. someone who's planning to get into the law industry, yeah. which kind of career path or career planning would we, what's the importance of it and how would they even go about it? I think definitely it's important to plan so that you don't waste a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So for me, obviously, um, personally, I would advocate after law school go to KSL immediately. Because mm-hmm. these days with the competition there is, like you have to at least be an advocate vis-a-vis just being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So even before you go do your master's, obviously, I feel like honestly, yeah, as the years go by, KSL gets harder and harder, and the requirements also. So for me, I feel like um, definitely go to KSL first. Mm-hmm. Finish up with KSL. Now you're an advocate. So try to decide even from pupillage which area do you want to go in. For example, like um, I know people who wanted to be in the insurance industry. So for them, they did pupillage in the insurance mm-hmm. industry. Personally, I went to a law firm. So sometimes the good thing about a law firm, it allows you to get experience in all areas. Yeah. So once I'd gotten experience in all areas, that's when I went in-house to an insurance industry. So um, identify the area you want to be in and maybe try to look pup- for pupillage in that area if you're sure that is exactly your path. 
because now it will be difficult to go for pupillage in the insurance industry, start working there, then later on decide I want to go into another industry. It's more difficult to navigate. So most people also usually uh, prefer to go to a law firm for a few years, work in a law firm so that you can kind of gain experience in all areas. Then now identify the area you want to fixate on. Do you want to go into medical law? or banking law, like to be an in-house lawyer for a bank and whatnot. So definitely try to think about in terms of what is your interest Mm -hmm. and in terms of monetary compensation. Which industry is do you want to be part of? Yeah. So you've mentioned something about being a paralegal or um, clerkship. Let's talk about it like that. But mostly paralegal, you're doing it maybe only in KSL or something like that. Um, I'd want us to talk about making applications to different law firms or whichever place one is interested in. How do you do it when you're still a student? Would you even advise someone to do it when they are probably in their second year or not focus on their studies? What do you think about that? Okay, so... um it really depends mm-hmm. on what kind of student you are. If you know you're not someone who will be able to multitask, definitely just fix, be fixated on studying. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that, let that be your full time job. Yeah. But also for other people, it's not privil- You don't have that privilege of your parents paying for your school fees or being able to pay for your costs, yeah, day to day costs. So you have to work. So for such people, obviously you have to go look for a job in a law firm. Even in KSL, we still had people because. My time, I don't know if it's still the case, KSL is usually half half day. Mm. So the mm. people who still had to work because you're self-sponsored, you're paying your own school fees, as yeah. opposed to people who are still uh, being sponsored by their parents. Yeah. So I think it really depends. Um, also, it really helps, though, even in KSL, sometimes when you're working, because mm-hmm. KSL, they try to teach you the practical skills. So if you're working and you're still kind of getting this, uh, like, training in a law firm, it really works well. But then also sometimes Kessel is very hectic in terms of the group work and reading. So sometimes people are not able to kind of balance both ends. Let's talk about the mental health issues in law students. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel like they should tackle that? How should they involve themselves in whatever it is they should involve themselves so obviously mental health is important. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to be controversial here, but I honestly think we need to review law school. Mm-hmm. We're doing too many units. Like I feel like Kenyans are, you know, what is that saying? A jack of all trades, an expert in none. Because mm. when I look at my friends who did, like, let's say, law in the UK, they only did maybe 16 units or something. Mm-hmm. Then now for them, later on in their version of, KSL or whatever, mm-hmm. is when you're going to cover these other units. Because sometimes, like, how many units? Like 40 units. Yeah. yeah. How are you? You're almost like just touching on every bit. Yeah. Let's just have maybe, you, you know, even 20 core units mm-hmm. whereby, uh, which lay the foundation for you to be a lawyer. Then you can specialize in your master's. And then KSL now teaches you the practical aspect. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like we're just doing too many units and it's so overwhelming for the students. And I get it also for university. Sad to say it's also in terms of monetary mm-hmm. basis in that. You're being charged for the unit, per mm-hmm. unit. So the more units you offer. But sometimes I usually go like, how, how much are the students really absorbed? Or yeah. are they just cramming for, for the sake of just cramming for this unit? So you do this, you need to cram it. 
you regurgitate the material during the exam, mm-hmm. you get your grade, and then you move on to the next. So you really not learned anything. So for me, I honestly feel like the first step would be to reduce the number of courses a student should do. Yeah. Then in terms of also KSL, <sighs> KSL is where you get character development, <laughs> to be honest. I think also KSL, yeah, maybe they need to reduce the units or <laughs> spread them out over a period of time or even just do it in terms of term, term mm. basis or semester basis. Like the first semester, we do the first three units yeah. and you do the exam yes. like that. Rather then the than next sem, because in November when you've been told like 10 exams, it's crazy. everything you've learned for the whole year, 10 exams, I feel like that is so overwhelming. It's hard for the students not to feel like a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. so first of all, you're saying maybe we should look into our policies in terms of education. Yeah, we so, need to kind of definitely revamp. Yeah. Because a long time ago, people never even used to go for Kessel if you are from the University of Nairobi. You used to just go for pupillage. Mm-hmm. So maybe can we bring that back? <laughs> Whereby people go for pupillage. I wish. Or even, why can't we have pupillage first, mm. then you do KSL? Because also I feel like if you start to say, like, now I was in KSL learning all these things, I was really just cramming. Yeah. Then now you go to a law firm like, oh, this is what she meant when she said this. Yes. Yeah. So me, I feel like it's actually easier if we have pupillage first, where you learn these things practically, then we go to KSL to do the exam. I just think that definitely there needs to be a change. Yeah, in the also, policy aspect. Yeah, because so we've seen so many people failing. Yeah, there's definitely there's something a problem. Wrong. It yeah. can't be all the students just not working hard. Yeah. We have to look at the institution itself, yeah. So that's the aspect of the policy changing in terms of the institution. Yeah. Is there something else that I can do differently on a personal level that will enable me to take care of my mental health? Now that CLE is outside my control. Yeah. I think definitely therapy. I'm a very big advocate <laughs> of therapy. And I know like maybe a lot of people don't see the need of therapy. And yeah. I also get also therapy again, it's a privilege because it is expensive to go for therapy. And some people don't have the medical cover or access to um like therapy in terms yeah. of you can simply can't afford it. Yeah. But if you can afford it therapy if you can't, I think, like, just have a good support system. Mm-hmm. And again, there are people who don't come from backgrounds where your family is supportive. But at least if you have friends who can support you and also just learning how to speak out, just be like, you know what, I'm in a bad place. Yeah. And also there's no shame in taking breaks. Honestly, sometimes when you feel like you're overwhelmed, I think there should be... I think most universities do allow you to take a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. You should be able to take a break and prioritize your mental health. And I know people feel that pressure for, oh, what do you mean? You're feeling depressed or anxiety. Don't you mm-hmm. have, you know, <coughs> sorry, come from a back. You know, there are people who don't even have food, but you have food. You're even in law school. What do you mean? You're depressed. But yeah, you can't be depressed. So I think learn to listen to your body. And if you feel you're having a burnout, Honestly, just take that break, even if it's a semester. It will really help you down the line because it's not only about, like, money and 
getting a job. I think you need to prioritize that part for just focus on your mental health because it really allows you to be a be a better person. And um, would extra? I feel like also extracurricular yes. activities definitely help. That definitely actually helps. Um, I guess positive extracurricular because a lot of <laughs> extracurricular activities is drinking and no, clubbing. no, no, like sports. Yeah, sports singing, is a really talents. good like stress reliever. Yeah. Just sports, just even reading, like in, not in terms of academic. Doing things like this, pottery classes, yeah. yoga. Like, I get those things like pottery and what not, like they're expensive. If you can afford them, well and good, yeah. even at classes or yeah. music classes. Yeah. But things like yoga, things like you can even go to YouTube, s- like see someone doing yoga and try to kind of look at the moves and meditation. Definitely, meditation really helps. And yeah. just even just taking that time out to the stress which young people face is from social media. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking at this person, they're posting, oh, look, they're traveling, or they have this car, they're living here. They look like they're doing so well. Also, don't obviously believe everything you see on social yeah. media. Like, this person has carefully curated their life to make it look like they're doing well. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they're yeah, not doing yeah, well, necessarily. Yeah. They could be doing well. But also, don't compare yourself. So Sorry. sometimes it's important to just leave those platforms even yeah. for a while because it gives you the pressure of looking like you guys are now getting quarter life crisis mm. yeah agreed and sometimes I also feel like when it comes to sh- social media yes you're having a good life but yeah. when you're having something in your life you're not able to see it people so. people are going through the most but that's not the thing they'll post and obviously you, you yeah they don't have to post it because yeah. they have they'll post the content they want yeah but just try not to kind of look at other people how they're living and try to arrange your life to be like them. I think just try to have your own kind of identity. Yeah. Okay. So um Yeah. So let's go to managing your relationships mm-hmm. when you're in law school. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like you're having a lot on your plate. It's too hard to give attention to someone else. Like uh, in terms of friendships or no, no, okay. platonic relationships or romantic relationships? Romantic relationships. Because <sighs> I feel like friends can get it. I feel like, <laughs> you know, like how Kenyan parents are like, I don't want to see you talking to a boy <laughs> or girl. <laughs> then they're like, later on, they're like, where are my grandkids? Yeah. I feel like it's dating... In Kenya, it's so hard because you, all of us, most of us come from that background mm. of your parents, high school, they're like, I don't want to see you. Then now you're going to uni. Then there's all these relationships. And now, like, how do you manage both? <sighs> I, do, I don't know how. I feel like the people who got, who found their spouses in KSL or in uni. Yeah. But um, I think you just, that one, you have to just listen to yourself. I feel like law is, uh, being a law student is a very yeah. lonely journey. Yeah. And even th- these relationships you're talking about, even just having time with your family, sometimes yeah. it's a little bit difficult, yeah. you know? So yeah. that's why I'm like, what about if you're unable to even spend a time, time with, you. with your family? So can you imagine if you'd ever even be in a position to have like spare time for someone who you're dating? I think definitely invest in those relationships because also a lot of lawyers end up marrying a lot of lawyers. Mm. I think life, honestly, is just not only books. And yeah. reading. Like, because now you finish KSL, and now you're still very lonely. So 
I think dating definitely for me I'd always advocate for it. But obviously really prioritize your stu- especially for women, yeah. Really prioritize <laughs> your studies. Because it's so important to have your own money and your yeah. own career. Like, I'm not saying don't date, but I don't think s- don't center men in mm. your career journey. Like, focus on yourself. Like, every relationship you're in, always look at it like, is it working for me? Yeah. Like, is this relationship beneficial to me? If it's not beneficial to you, then why? Why, why be in that relationship? I think generally me, I, that's the thing I usually advocate for, especially for women. Always look at it in terms of, is this relationship beneficial to you? And don't let it like kind of distract you from mm-hmm. the path you're on. Because now I find like sometimes you can find yourself now trying to help this, your partner, live their yeah. dream, support them. But then um, it works well if you have a partner who equally supports you in your yeah. career. Yeah. Try to pour into your cup before you pour into other people's cups. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, like you'll feel exhausted. Yeah. And yeah. I like the fact that you've said, like, it's not all about books. It really is not. Like, um, obviously, coming from an African setup, parents are like, no, you have to read, get a job. Then later on, they start the pressure of, oh, why are you not married? Why don't you have kids? Which also, I'm not saying you really have to. Yeah. Because you can live a very fulfilling life without being married and yeah. without having kids. And obviously, have been married <laughs> and kids, that's a calling. <laughs> so it's not for everyone and yeah. no one should pressure you to feel like you've not made it in life if you've not ticked those boxes. I think you yeah. should do them when you're ready. You can have kids at 40 and you can also get even married at 40 and 50. But always just prioritize your needs. Yeah. Yeah, so do you feel like there are any more tips that you'd be ready to share in terms of shaping your career path as a lawyer? I think always just try to stay positive. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's such a difficult journey, and it feels like um, the field is saturated. Mm-hmm. I think just try to find your niche. Try to find something you enjoy and try to see if you'd be able to kind of monetize it, especially in the legal field. Mm-hmm. But I think just basically stay positive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much for coming again. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this episode and I feel like I hope people are more informed. Yeah. And in case anyone feels like they have any questions, of course, they are free to ask. Yeah. And um, from what I've gathered from this is that I feel like sometimes even when you're in law school, you feel like you're a mess. I have times when I feel like, oh my God, I am yeah. just a total mess. I'm not even able to handle some things. Yeah. And it's tricky, especially if you still want to make money and yeah. still study at the same time. Yeah. But we've talked about ensuring that you make mental health is okay, um, yeah. engaging yourself in different activities, and being in a strong support system, be it yeah. your friends or family. Yeah. So um, guys, that's going to be it for today, in case yeah. you'd want us to talk on a specific issue that you feel like you'd want us to address it, feel free to inbox us. Okay. Thanks a lot for having me yeah. on the podcast. I've also learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually enjoyed being on this podcast. I hope it helps the, your listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again for coming. Music Podcasts, the home of podcasts in Kenya.